Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Talks in Class, the show where I overshare about anything and everything. I am Jenna. Thank you so much for being here. This is something that I've been wanting to do for so long, but I really wanted to make sure that I knew what I wanted this show to be about and kind of what I wanted it to be before I launched it. And now after, you know, over a year of chatting with so many of you, I feel like this will be such a fun opportunity to expand on a lot of those conversations. And also, of course, to tell some stories because we know I have a lot of stories. <laughs> so this show is going to be a place to dis discuss, obviously, nostalgia, but also culture and fashion and pop culture and how it relates to real life, both back then, but also now, because I think that's important no matter what we're talking about, but especially when it comes to nostalgia. So for those of you who don't know me, allow me to introduce myself a little bit more properly, or if you're new, welcome. So like I said, my name is Jenna. I am a content creator and I focus a lot on nostalgia and also fashion and pop culture. So I share a lot of like funny things that I remember doing and a lot of funny things that I remember wearing because I did wear a lot of very funny things. But I also love to talk about current trends and pop culture and fashion cycles and just how this all relates to like society and culture as a whole. I think it's really, really interesting that we can examine these things that are kind of like entertainment and fun and how they kind of play into our overall culture. So that's kind of what you can expect from the show in terms of content and topics, but a little bit more about what to expect from the actual show itself. It's going to be a weekly show. I'm going to keep them pretty short because I want them to be easy for you to just quickly listen to, you know, whenever or watch if you're on YouTube. And it will focus on one topic each week. So it's usually something that I've been chatting with people about on different shows social media platforms. And I'll also share a little bit about whatever is going on in just life in general. So for my YouTube community, this will replace the weekly update. And I'm going to start every episode by answering the question, what good happened? This is something that I remember from college. I had a college professor who would begin each class by asking us that question. And it has stuck with me all these years. I think it's just such a powerful question and can kind of change your mindset. And I actually journal this every single morning. So we're going to kick it off with what good happened. As many of you might know, or, or maybe not, but as some of you might know, my husband and I are actually moving from the New York City area where we have lived for several years to Los Angeles um, in a couple of months. So yesterday I found an apartment that I absolutely love in LA. Finding an apartment from across the country, as you can imagine, is a little stressful and it's something that I have been very stressed about. So this just feels like a huge weight off my shoulders. It's in a great area. It's really everything that we're kind of looking for, for our first place in LA. And it just feels like such a relief um, because there's a lot of other things that I need to worry about when it comes to a cross country move. So I am very excited. And with that, let's jump into this week's topic. So today I really want to talk about some of the things that kind of shape and inform my content, which I'm so happy that so many people find relatable in some way or another. 
everything we do, think, believe, say is filtered through our own unique experiences. And my content, of course, is no different. And I've really allowed it to be very specific to my own experiences. And my experiences, like everybody else's, have been pretty unique. I grew up in a small town in the Midwest. I went to college in Texas. I was in a sorority in college. So there's a lot of specific things to that. But what I think is so amazing about this type of content, not just mine, but anybody in the nostalgia space, and there's a lot of really cool people doing a lot of really cool things in the space, is that even in the days before social media and really the internet, I mean, the internet was in its infancy, so many of us had these universal experiences that we may not have even realized were that universal at the time because we weren't as interconnected. And I love that so many people can relate to something about my content, you know, whether it's the outfits or growing up in a small town or being a sorority girl in college, there's pieces of our experiences that relate to pieces of other people's experiences, even though everybody's experience is unique. So I'm going to paint a little picture of teenage Jenna for you so that you can understand where this is all really coming from. Teenage Jenna was the picture of the 2000s party girl, except for in a super small town in Wisconsin. <laughs> of course, back then, I, I didn't have any concept of this being some sort of character or a way that I would someday label myself as like this 2000s party girl. It was just me trying to entertain myself in a small rural town in Wisconsin where there really wasn't very much to do. And when I say small town, I just really have to, to nail this home. When I say small town, I feel like a lot of people don't truly get it. Like you only really understand what I mean by that if you also grew up in a town like this. I'm talking one stoplight. I think there were two stoplights in the entire county. Our high school had 400 kids, maybe, and it was made up of three towns and several unincorporated townships into one high school that had 400 kids. Everyone knows everyone, and not just that, but like everyone knows your parents, your siblings, your grandparents. They know what car you drive. They know where your family goes on vacation. They might know the specific cabin that your family stays at on vacation. They literally know everything. And of course, everybody complains about where they live. I think when they're young, especially the teen years, it's all about wanting to get out and do something different. But looking back, I really had a great experience growing up there. You know, it was fun, but also small towns, small towns are different. Like it was very friendly. There's really a sense of community in a small town that just feels very different. The negative side of everybody knowing everybody is that everyone's in your business. But the positive is that, you know, everybody is kind of this greater community and that that really still exists even when I go home. And really, I just had so much fun. Like we didn't have anything to do, so we made our own fun. But on the flip side, I never felt like I fully fit in there. I wasn't into like country things. <laughs> like I didn't hunt. I've never gone fishing. I really wasn't into sports. Like it just wasn't a place that had a whole lot to offer for somebody like me who was like very into fashion, very into makeup, super into celebrities. I wanted to know like where they were going to eat, what hotels they were staying at, where they were shopping, what they were buying. And mind you, I grew up in this tiny town in Wisconsin. So I didn't know, like when I saw 
in the tabloids that Lindsay Lohan was spotted at such and such restaurant in LA. Like I didn't have any concept of what that was, but I wanted to know, like, that's what I was really into. And I guess because there just wasn't that much to do there. And especially not for someone like me, like I said, fashion really overall, I would say just fashion in general became one of my major interests. And in a lot of ways, like became how I formed my identity. And I think clothes and makeup and overall just outward appearance and how we present ourselves to the world are definitely an expression of identity at any age, but especially at that age in your teen years when we're really just starting to try to figure out who we are. But I took this to like an extreme and I wore some crazy, truly crazy things to high school. When I think back, I am shocked that I was not bullied for my outfits because like imagine me walking into high school in 2002 in a small rural town in the Midwest wearing a shin length dark purple duster sweater from Express with fur trimmed collar and fur at the wrists with an all black outfit and like chunky black heeled shoes as a freshman, a freshman that is bold at any age, but especially as a freshman. And most of the kids in my school were showing up to school wearing like a football t-shirt and jeans or like maybe an Abercrombie hoodie. Maybe that was probably a dressy outfit. And like I said, it's really funny that I don't remember people saying things to me about these outfits. Like, I don't know if it just happened behind my back or if I'm just not remembering it, but I would imagine that people would have been mean to me for some of the things I wore because I was looking crazy in school often, like very often, but following celebrities and finding fashion inspiration everywhere. And again, this is before social media. So I was looking in magazines, movies, MTV, even just hanging out at the mall and just watching people and kind of seeing like, who's catching my eye? Who looks cool? Why? What about their outfit can I try to essentially copy? It really gave me like an outlet. It became a hobby. It gave me something to latch onto at a time and in a place where I didn't really feel like there was a whole lot else for me, you know? Some kids had sports or fishing or whatever as their outlet or their thing to focus on. And mine was fashion. Mine was clothes. Mine was watching to see what Britney Spears was wearing to the VMAs. And also just fun. When I think back to what I was interested in, what I was concerned about in high school, those were the two things, fashion and having fun. One thing about teenage Jenna is she loved fun. And again, small town, we made our own fun. <laughs> and I think, I think this is one of the biggest factors that makes nostalgia content so alluring is that it reminds us of a time when life just felt fun. We were more carefree. And I think at the time we didn't feel carefree, or at least I didn't, most teenagers didn't. We thought that these small inconveniences really were the end of the world. But as adults with some perspective, looking back, it does feel like a very carefree time. Our biggest concern was what we were going to do on Friday night and what we were going to wear. We just had fun. And I think it takes that time and that perspective of getting older to realize how fun it was because in the moment, there are always things that stress us out. 
But looking back, it's like, oh my God, my life was actually so easy and it was so fun. But I digress. Back to Teen Jenna having a good time. When I talk to friends of mine who grew up in the suburbs or in cities, my mind is blown and so is theirs when we talk about the difference in our experiences because we had completely different experiences when it comes to just entertainment, like after school hours. Never mind how different our actual school experiences probably were, but things like parties, things like hanging out with friends, finding things to do entertainment, night and day. They hung out at the mall or maybe in like the Wendy's parking lot. Maybe they had a party at their friend's house if somebody's parents went out of town and, you know, they might have had like a big house to have a party in. Mm -mm. We didn't have any of that. We did not have a mall. We didn't even have a Wendy's parking lot to hang out in. We had back roads and like two gas stations. That's it. There was nowhere to loiter as a teen that literally wasn't outside. I mean, I guess you could hang out in the parking lot of the gas station, but it's only so long until the one cop, literally one cop on duty in town would come and shoo you away. So we didn't have this sort of suburban high school experience that a lot of my friends talk about. We also didn't have a movie theater. We didn't have a Walmart. We didn't have a Target. We didn't have a mall. We didn't have any of these things within about a 20 to 30 minute drive of where our town was. So unless we were like committing to driving to that next town over the, the, the biggest town, I guess, in the area, we didn't have a whole lot of options. <laughs> so we made our own fun. And this was a time of fairly primitive technology, at least compared to now. I mean, we had flip phones, we had the Nokia brick phone, and all it could do was make a call if you had service and send expensive T9 texts and play Snake. So unless you knew where your friends were or they actually called you and you had service on your Nokia or you were home to answer the landline, you didn't know what they were doing. You didn't know what was going on that night. And most of the time also our parents really didn't know where we were, which is mind blowing. I don't have children, but I know people my age, I mean, they know where their kids are at all times, or at least they know how they could find them. Our parents literally didn't even know how they could find us. If we said, Hey mom, I'm going out, we're going to go, you know, drive around and maybe go to the mall or whatever. Like, that was it. They just had to take our word for it. And they weren't hearing from us until morning unless we called them because they didn't know where we were. And that is crazy. Such a huge difference from now. So to fully paint this picture of what this was like and how we kind of turned all of this into an actual really fun time that I can now reminisce very fondly, I'm going to present to you the top five activities for kids in my high school, in the early to mid 2000s on a weekend, and what I would wear for each activity. Okay. Number one, we would just drive around, literally just drive aimlessly around. We called this road tripping, and I'm not really sure where that name came from, but obviously we had to have a title for this activity because it was a very common activity. And it literally just consisted of us packing into someone's car and driving around on back roads and listening to burn CDs. Sometimes my best friend and I would literally try to get lost on purpose because we had traveled these back roads so many times, but we'd always end up coming out somewhere where we knew where we were. I think we knew every single back road in the entire county. And for my non-rural Wisconsin friends, a back road is 
I don't even know how to describe it. It's not, the, not the main road. It's not even like a normal road. It's like a dirt gravel. I mean, some of them are paved, but there's certainly no center line. Like there's nothing going on back there. It's just like a road that kind of travels through nothing. Like it's not even a County road. It's like a, whatever's even less traveled than that. You'd rarely see a car on a back road. So sometimes you'd mix this up and you would have two cars traveling together or you'd play a game. One of the games we liked to play was called Curvy Road Sign. And this is how you play Curvy Road Sign. You drive around and when you see a sign that indicates a curvy road, this is the, the sign with like the curvy road symbol on it, you would scream Curvy Road Sign and whoever screamed it last, lost. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole game. And we found this fun. Or sometimes we would take lights and shine them into fields to look at deer. Like if you were some, if you were with somebody who was into hunting, I certainly wasn't, I didn't know what any of it meant, but that's what people would do. Sometimes you'd get really lucky and you'd be driving around with just your friends in your car and you'd run into another car full of other people that you knew that were also driving around. That was always very exciting because those are really the only cars you'd run into. But Anyway, you, we would do this for hours, hours on end. If there was nothing else going on, this is what people were doing, most likely. So dress code for the road trip on the back roads was really anything since you were just sitting in a car. I would usually wear like a cute tank top or a cute like Abercrombie hoodie or maybe like a velour zip up with my favorite silver brand or Hollister flare jeans and good old flip flops. Sometimes I'd bring a hoodie or a jacket, but since you're in the car, really no need. Number two is the party. And this is capital letters party, because this is different from the casual hangout, which we will get to. So the party happened in one of a few venues. We had a barn, a field, usually on someone's land that was like oddly never used for some reason. It was just empty land or a garage or maybe a pole shed or out kind of in the woods on someone's home property. But where they had enough land where you could have a bonfire on their property and it would still be super far away from their house. So this is what I mean when I say people lived in the middle of nowhere. This was rural. So these parties were a large event, okay? If there was a bonfire happening, if there was a party at the farm, the barn, one of these venues, the word traveled quickly throughout high school. And there would be kids from every single class that would show up, every single friend group, also, there would always be those random dudes who graduated like three years ago, but for some reason still showed up at the high school parties. These were huge, huge events. So dress code for these. Unfortunately, we were outside. So this was your standard hoodie and jeans. Also, closed-toed shoes were very important. I preferred those chunky American Eagle boots. Remember, they'd have like red or orange laces. Those are my go-to for this party because, like I said, you're outside. And also, there was a solid chance that you were going to have to run through the woods away from the cops because the cops usually got called because, again, large events. This was, in my opinion, the rural Midwestern version of the huge high school party in a teen movie that takes place in like a mansion and everybody shows up wearing a dress and has their hair done and a pair of heels. We partied in a field in flip-flops. Then there were the smaller gatherings. So this could be at someone's house if their parents were gone, or they could be on smaller pieces of land that people 
owned or in a garage of somebody who lived a little closer to town. These were way fewer people and these were often not planned in advance. So we had a few of these like staple party spots like this, you know, somebody's land, someone's garage. And if you were in that friend group, it was just kind of assumed that everybody would meet up at one of those spots pretty much every night if there wasn't something else going on. But you generally had to be friends with the homeowner, the landowner, rather than the big party where everybody would just kind of like flock. Side note. I never stayed home, which is mind blowing to me now because I love nothing more than staying home. But in high school, I don't remember ever staying home. And if I did, if I stayed home, my friends were over and we were doing like the casual basement hang. It was never just like me watching TV by myself on the couch, which I think is part of the reason why I am terrible at TV and I haven't seen a lot of the quintessential 2000s teen shows, but that's a conversation for another day. Anyway, dress code for these smaller gatherings could be a little cuter. You could wear like a cute halter top or maybe even a denim skirt, depending on the weather or how bold you were feeling. These events always saw my cutest outfits because it was still a party environment, but it was usually in a space that was at least temperature controlled enough to wear something a little cuter than a hoodie. Even if we were in a garage, sometimes we would at least have like a space heater or something. So you could put on a little bit more of an outfit, which was very exciting to me. Okay. Then we come to the casual basement hang. This is what we did if there just really wasn't anything else going on. You know, maybe the people who had the regular party spot had something to do the next day and couldn't have people over, whatever. The casual basement hang was just a small group of immediate friends, basically just hanging out, doing nothing. And it was always in a basement, literally always. I don't, I can't think of a single instance or a single place where we hung out like this that wasn't in someone's basement. Actually, when I think about it, my teen experience was very reminiscent of that 70s show. Like, I remember even watching that 70s show as a teenager and being like, huh, they really nailed this. This is this is what life is like, even now. But anyway, the casual basement hang really just consisted of us like hanging out, maybe chatting on AIM, watching movies, maybe calling people, whatever. Just kind of what you do alone, but with your friends. Dress code because it was very casual hang, was also very casual. You'd wear sweatpants, a hoodie, even pajamas or whatever you wore to school that day. It was just kind of whatever you had on. And then last but not least, every once in a while, we would take the 30-minute drive to the closest community that resembled a city, which for my Western Wisconsin people is lacrosse, and actually do some sort of real thing, some real activity. We'd go to the mall and take pictures in the limited two photo booth, or we would split some cheap appetizers at Applebee's, or we'd go to Best Buy and buy a CD, or we'd go see The Ring or A Walk to Remember or Mean Girls or How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or whatever at the movie theater. So this was like a big deal because, again, it was kind of far away. Not that far, so I'm not really sure why we didn't do this more often, but we tended to stay a little closer to home. So dress code for this was like an all outfit. Okay. This was top tier cute outfit. Any indoor activity really warranted a cute outfit. So this, this was our time to shine because we were going to be indoors. And especially if someone brought a camera or if we were hitting up that photo booth at limited two, you needed to rock an outfit. Okay. Accessories 
everything. It was a whole look. And since this is what we were doing on the weekends, like driving around and standing around in cornfields wearing a hoodie, high school was really my chance to show off my outfit. I had a lot of outfits and they were almost like themed. When I look back at some of the things I wore, like one day it would be like a Western themed outfit and the next day I would be really preppy. And it was such a big deal for me to put together these outfits. So I treated my small town high school as like one part runway, one part social club. And high school was just a place for me to go show off my outfit and hang out with my friends, really. I mean, I definitely took classes and I was a decent student, but it was really all about what I was going to wear and like talking to my friends. So I think for me, this is what nostalgia brings back. It's that sense of, like I said, being so carefree and really having my main priority just be fun and my friends. And I think we kind of lose that as adults because life takes over, you know, jobs, kids, responsibilities to family, taking care of people, taking care of homes, KPIs at your job or whatever your boss is yelling at you about. Those become our priorities and we just experience the world differently. So those little things that as a kid are so important because it's all you're focusing on just kind of become an afterthought as an adult because we have so many other things that we have to think about all the time. And this isn't a bad thing. It's just what happens as we get older, right? Our experiences are filtered through this new lens as we age. But it is fun to look back on things we experienced when we were younger. And, you know, someday we will look back on the experiences that we're having now with that same fondness. So that's something that is always nice to remember because nostalgia can have us feeling lost in the past, I think, or I think that's how people perceive it. But it is a good reminder to appreciate the present. And that sounds super cheesy, but I think it's important. So take that with you today. Thank you so much for joining me on this new journey. I really want to talk about things that you guys are interested in. So definitely let me know in the comments or DM me on Instagram or whatever. Let me know what you want to talk about, what you want to hear about, what you're interested in. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube if you're watching on video or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I will be back next week. Thank you. Bye.